You're listening to Wall of WWE, a WWE podcast. Hey guys, you're listening to World of WWE, a WWE podcast. It's Ant, and I'm joined by my other host of the show. What's up, guys? It's me, Dan. What's up, guys? Carlos here. Dan the Man. Yeah, Carlos is here. You have Dan the Man and Carlos the Los Barigua. <laughs> That was, that was cool. All right. Was I, think, I, think, I think we need, our, we need to do that. Like, it seems to be a thing. Yeah, Carlos. Yeah, Los Bariqua. I, 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 wow, I didn't know you know how to say that. Bariqua, baby. I, I really, to be honest, I'm not a big fan of when people call me Dan the Man, but I mean, hey, if that's where we're going with, okay? Or we'll call, no, we'll call Dan Mach, Macho Man Dan. Okay, I, I'm down. See? Tell me you didn't say that. Tell me, you didn't just say that. Macho Man, Dan, Los Bariquas, Carlos, and uh, I don't know, I don't have one for me. Ant-Man. Ant-Man, then it's like Marvel. <laughs> hey, he doesn't do shit. Ant-Man is awesome. You need to watch this movie. I'm about to, Carlos, I've been watching Marvel, and everybody out there, I've been watching Marvel. I'm on Avengers Age of Ultron. And Carlos Ant Man comes on after it, so I will definely be seeing it next. I'll let you guys know what I think. I actually fun story before we talk about wrestling. When I was babysitting this kid with Dory over like the summer years ago, we took him to see Ant Man, and it has nothing to do with the movie. It's just like we went super early at like nine o'clock, and I fell asleep, and then I woke up and I saw like the end of the villain, and I was just like, "Oh, what just happened?" <laughs> so I'm definitely excited to see it. But yeah, I've been watching Marvel this entire like. I just really I wasn't either, Dan. Like I never saw any of them, but I started watching WandaVision on Disney Plus, and I'm really really liking it. And there's a lot of like stuff that's Easter eggs, kind of. So like to understand it, I have to watch Marvel movies, and I'm liking them. But Marvel was kind of like this year's Royal Rumble with the whole comic book theme. But we are actually here to discuss Monday Night Raw. Exactly. From the Hammerstein Ballroom in New York, New York. Wee-oo, 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 wee-oo. You know how they all like play with the, no? Oh, I mean, I want to watch those bras, man. It's so cool and weird, you know, to see how old. And I think it's so cool, like, to think whenever they come to your town. Welcome to Monday Night Raw. Welcome everyone to Monday Night Raw. <laughs> we are live from Madison Square Garden. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Vince McMahon loved doing that. Uh, uh, Vince McMahon used to do commentary. Yeah, yes. he he's he really gets a like kick and a joy out of doing that. <sighs> No, you can't, Carlos. We are uncensored. Okay, Carlos Los Bariqua. Welcome to Monday Night Raw. We are live from Madison Garden. Yeah. Thank you, Jerry Gulliver. Where are you going to see the puppies out tonight? Stack and Cow. Stack and Cow. Stack and Cow. Where are you going to see the fine ass tonight? 
Where is that bastard? Yeah, my no, my favorite guys, and this yeah, is wrong. Stop Oh my god, Carlos is like reliving his like WWE commentary dreams. Puppies. He was married to a diva called the cat and she was like she took off her like bra and pay-per-view and yeah but um there's one moment with jim ross and then first of all i have to do one physical impression welcome to awesome <laughs> he loves doing that crazy like rasp thing yeah. at the end um but there's a room fire <laughs> Anyways, um, there's a really funny Raw episode where it's the night after Survivor Series 2001 and Paul Heyman tries to jump at Jim Ross and Jim Ross just started pounding him. He goes, come on, come on, you son of a bitch. And he's like being the shit out of him. It is hysterical. It's the funniest. I crack up every time I see it. Come on, come on, you son of a bitch. And then after Paul Heyman gets pulled away, you just see Jim Ross looking at him like, come on, let's go. And I was dying. Good old JR. Dun, 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 dun. They are one of the best commentators of all fucking time. Yeah. Well, now that we're doing like our own Monday Night Raw throwback, um, let's cover Monday Night Raw from February 1st, 2021. Royal Rumble has passed. Edge won the men's Royal Rumble. Bianca Belair won the, won the women's. And now we have WWE Champion Drew McIntyre comes down to the ring. And he talks about how the Royal Rumble match card was stacked. It was a great card. And then Edge comes down, and he says that Drew McIntyre needs to be more serious because McIntyre is basically talking about how he liked Edge and respected him. Um, and then Sheamus comes down, and Edge tells Drew McIntyre that he needs to watch his back um, and that he will walk out of WrestleMania as a champion. And um, Edge will let Drew McIntyre know which title he chooses when he wants to let him know. And then Sheamus bro kicks Drew McIntyre, and he says they're not friends. So, what did you guys think of that segment with Sheamus turning on Drew and Edge coming out? I have mixed feelings about it. I didn't really care for the Sheamus part, but I did love the Edge part because it just shows like Edge is going to the ultimate opportunity that he is. It's just a great way that they're doing with him. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Carlos? What are you thinking? So, I mean, I feel like we had this coming for a very long time, ever since they had that brawl backstage, and then they became friends again. I think I feel like this has been brewing, like, like, for a very, very, very long time. But it, it honestly made me, it brought a tear to my eye, like, because it's so sad. <coughs> Sorry. No, seriously, I'm not... Yeah. No, no, I listen, I, I was coughing. Oh, how, oh, I know this is like literally the show, but how you said, uh, oh, we used to go to Christmas dinner, me and him, we didn't have our family. Mm. That really felt like, wow. 
Yeah. Well, they're definitely pulling the whole emotional part of it, and I think that that's the only sort of captivating thing of it at all. Like, because I, I kind of am on board with Dan. I just feel like, and it's not just this. I feel like February and March are the crappy times because you have, yeah. you have storylines that don't really matter because they're just trying to get to WrestleMania. So right now it's kind of like who else are they really going to put against Drew McIntyre? So like, oh, let's just throw Sheamus in there. But I do think they were building up for it for a little bit. But I do think that they're just well, like this could lead to a whole Sheamus versus uh, Drew McIntyre thing of Mania. Who the hell knows? Well, that's what I was thinking too. You know, because you never know. You know. Um, yeah. But yeah. So then next up we have the U.S. Championship on the line. Bobby Lashley with MVP takes on Riddle. Um, he hits, he did some cool things. Riddle hit a cool floating bro. He puts, uh, Bobby Lashley puts Riddle on the hurt lock on the top rope and then he doesn't let go and the referee decues him. Um, after the match, Bobby Lashley puts the hurt lock again on Riddle. MVP tells Lashley not to kill him to let go. Lashley applies it again and kind of like stares at MVP and then he throws Riddle over the barricade. What did you guys think of this? It's pretty good. Yeah. How about you, Carlos? It was a decent match for a Monday Night Raw. Go ahead, Carlos. Yeah, I agree, Dan. Go ahead. I feel like it ended too early. But it's just crazy how, like, Lashley just, like, went all out. He said he lost it. And then um, how, how MVP gave him that game was trying to stop him, but, like, he just kept going and going. And then MVP gave him that look. Like, I'm really hoping that he doesn't do anything like that and, like, end their whole business thing. I really I'm just, like, going to be honest with you guys. Bobby Lashley's boring me again. Because <laughs> I, like... Just showing how badass he is. No, and I hear you guys. I hear you guys. But I just, like, and this is going to be shocking, even with Orton, I just feel like been there, done that. Like, I re- these guys have been on it now for ever. I know there's a new crop of fans who probably haven't seen Bobby Lashley, but, like, I remember this dude in 2005, and it's like, I get it. But I feel like this guy never breaks through that glass cylinder. Like, even in 06, when he came, he was dumb. What happened? I said he just doesn't really impress me, you know? Yeah. Like, he's a great wrestler and a great, and he does look dominant. Like, when he puts on that hurt lock, like, he, that that's dominant, and he is. He's amazing. But it's all, he kind of reminds me of, like, Farouk, Ron Simmons. And Ron Simmons was amazing, but W, but, like, he, he was a great tag team partner. He didn't really have a personality so much. And I don't think Bobby Lashley has one. And in this, in the WWE, like, Edge made a good point, and we'll cover this in NXT's recap. He said that WWE, NXT is more about the second W in WWE, whereas WWE is about the E, which basically he's trying to say that the main roster is all about more of entertainment, and NXT is more about wrestling. And Bobby Lashley is not really entertaining to me, but that's just my opinion. He is a great wrestler. But, yeah, he is. It's just, you know, it doesn't have a personality that really makes me care about him. But he is great. Like, he is. Like, you know, I just feel like um, he doesn't really have also, like, a challenger that because they build him up as this, like, big dude and this monster, like, there's really nobody that's come to really take him down. I don't know. I just, I don't get it. But he is a good wrestler. Um, 
Now we see Randy Orton backstage. He congratulates Edge. He says that Edge made him look like a liar. Um, he sent Randy Orton to Edge home to be a father and be with his daughters. And um, Randy Orton says that Edge won't main event WrestleMania. What did you think of that promo from Orton? It was pretty good. Did it make yeah. you guys like want to see of the main event? Last year, it kind of just sounded like the same crap he always said, but you know. Yeah. Go ahead, Carlos. You were saying something. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, I, you know, I, once again, guys, like I'm really trying to like be like not objective and be like, oh, I hate this because I really don't. But like again, like I'm getting tired of Rainy Orton and Edge, you know, and I haven't. And I don't know. Okay, and I know it's the ending. I know, I know, I know. But kind of like Dan said, like, been there, done that. Like, he said this sort of promo before, and it's just, like, maybe put something different at stake. Like, maybe they could have been, like, okay, if Orton wins, he gets Edge's WrestleMania spot. You know what I'm saying? Like, give us yeah. more. Like, okay, he's... End off the feud, and I think it wasn't the greatest way to end it off. Yeah. So then, um, Kofi Kingston's backstage with Xavier Woods. And we see if Xavier Woods, he has Kingston along with him, and he takes on Mustafa Ali with Retribution. Woods got the win after a roll-up. After a roll-up. And not a lot, of go- a lot of stuff going on here. What did you think? Alright. Yeah, not really. <laughs> I mean, I feel bad for not being super enthusiastic about it, but it was just like, yeah, it was a good match. Woods always looks good. How about you, you Carlos? I was going to see a um, and yeah, I'm surprised Xavier got the win. But so one one thing I did hear, obviously, I watched Rock Talk and all that. Uh-huh. Apparently, um, Xavier Woods wants to match with Reckoning from Retribution. Hmm. Isn't Reckoning the girl? He saw because he saw he saw that uh, they did the intergender match with SmackDown. He said he wants to match with uh, Reckoning. Oh God! Hmm. Well, doesn't that oh God like COVID or something? What's that, Dan? Retribution actually confirmed they had COVID. I, I believe it was the girl from Retribution. Well, that that's Mia Yim. She is with Keith Lee. So if she does have COVID, that would make sense as to why Keith Lee was not in the Royal Rumble. Yeah. So that's possible. Yeah, that would be, you know, if she does come back, that would be interesting to see. Um, we then see Damian Priest and Bad Bunny backstage. And The Miz and John Morrison come down to the ring. They introduce Bad Bunny. They basically want Bad Bunny to join um, their, like, group, kind of, and help them get into the singing business, and they'll help him get in the wrestling business, whatever it is. And um, he says no, and that his friend invited him, and that's when Damian Priest comes down, and he punches Miz. And that was a really quick, hard-hitting punch. Like, I'd, if you close your eyes for a minute, you would have missed it because it was just like, boom, out of nowhere, done. Um, what did you guys think? Yeah, I mean, I'm not a big fan of Big Bunny. I'm not. I'm not a fan of. Not. I don't know any of his music, so I don't. I don't, I don't like him. I don't. Yeah. I, I like him. Yeah, I listen. I've been listening since since he like started up. Yeah. Um, he's really good. I like him a lot. He's a rapper, I'm happy, right? I'm happy, I'm happy that he's getting a chance. He said that is one of his dreams. So. Okay. Yeah. I just. I'm not a gentleman. Hey, good friend. If he wants some followers in, good. Yeah. I, not my cup of tea. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. He's good. 
So Damian Priest has Bad Bunny, and he's taking on The Miz with John Morrison. Um, I love Damian Priest. So during the match, Bunny takes the money in the briefcase. John Morrison gets in Bunny's face, but Bunny hits him with the microphone, and Priest hits the reckoning for the win on The Miz. What did you guys think of the match? Good. Yeah. I, the, I, I, I definitely think that's very good. I definitely, I definitely do like him in the ring. Yeah. Very yeah. talented superstar, given that. Yep. Um, next, we have a promo for WrestleMania 37. We know that Save Your Tears by The Weeknd, which is one of my favorite songs out now, um, is going to be the theme song for this year's WrestleMania. What do you guys think before we move on for WrestleMania, them doing kind of the same theme this year? I know that obviously they don't want to get rid of the stuff that they well, already have. Doing, I'm pretty sure the reason they're doing it is because they still have that team All that from stuff. last year. Yeah. But with the whole COVID thing, they had to shut down. So I'm pretty sure they're just doing it again this year because, well, they have the same gear from last year. I wonder if they're going to do any add-ons because I noticed that the logo is even different because this year's logo, there's more of like it's a... Different. Because last year it had one sword, and now this year it has two. Yep, and there's like, isn't there like a skull in this one? Because I feel like last year was more like a flag. Yeah, the flag has a skull instead of the WWE logo, which was last year. Yep. So I think what they might do. See, I love the pirate ship thing. I'm going to be excited to see it's that. A, it's a two-night two thing, I think. Yeah, it's a two-night thing. Do you think it's they're going to have it live? Get a real arena, yeah. Do you think it's going to be live? I'm excited to see real fans in an arena again. Do you think they're going to film it before? Or do you think they're going to have it be on the actual dates, like film it live? No, I hope they do. I hope they I do it live. They, I, don't, I hope they don't record it. All they have to do is just like put half the fans that purchase tickets the first night and then half the fans that purchase tickets the next night. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, the thing is, if they do it ahead, fans can technically say spoil it, which would ruin their main event and everything, you know? That, yeah, yeah, but they did that with NXT, remember? With freaking Keith Lee yeah, winning the title. Yeah. And that was an actual uh, performer employee that did it. Yeah, but this one could be like, because like, this one's actual people that are going to be a fan. Like, yeah. Gonna be sure, I just hope they don't. Please, God, just have it be live. Um, yeah, I don't see why they would record it. I don't see why they would do it. Let's pray, guys. Um, next. But, but they'll, still, they'll still be able to spoil it. Because, I mean, no, never mind, never mind. I was, like, thinking, like, if they do the first night, but we're, we're going to be watching it live. Yeah. Next. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Raw Tag Team titles are on the line now. The Hurt Business with MVP taking on Lisa ha Lucha House Party. I didn't really like this match. Um, Shelton Benjamin tagged himself in and got the win after he hits his finisher. Um, what did you guys think of this match? Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like Lucha House Party a lot. They're one of my favorites, too. Yeah, I don't get Lucha House Party because they're also in NXT. They're involved in the Ducks Dusty Rhodes Cup, so I don't understand. Um, I think they lost, but the match that they were in, it, we'll talk about that NXT. But um, I, I get always confused with them because sometimes they're on SmackDown, sometimes they're on Raw, sometimes they're on NXT. I don't get it. I don't. I don't get it either. I hope they're not doing the whole wild card crap again. I don't know. And then Lucha Two shows. <laughs> That's funny. Um, well, maybe because they're cruiserweight, maybe? 
yeah, I, I don't know, guys. I have no idea. Um, next up, we have a three-way match for the number one contenderships for the women's tag titles. We have the former champions, Raw Women's Champion Asuka and Charlotte Flair, taking on the team of Naomi and Lana, and Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke. Um, Charlotte Flair hit an actual selection to Lana, and that's when Lacey Evans and Ric Flair came down. Charlotte tagged in Asuka, and then Charlotte walked out on Asuka to chase after Evans, and Naomi hit the rear window for the win. Um, I like Naomi and the team of Lana. I don't like Lana. I love Naomi, so I'm glad that she's definitely in a title picture. But it seems like we're going to see Charlotte and Lacey Evans at well, some I'm point. I'm confused on one thing. Uh -huh. Because Asuka was replaced with Charlotte. So why wouldn't they put Lana back with Asuka? That's what I'm confused on, you know? Yeah, well, they probably just used Lana as a prop to put Charlotte in the match. True. But, you know, it's interesting to see. I either think we're either going to see Asuka and Charlotte or Charlotte and Lacey Evans. I feel like if they do Charlotte and Lacey, it will be between, like, February and March during those pay-per-views. And then we'll start to see the buildup. Because also, you guys have to remember, it's going to be in the middle of April. April 11th, right, is when the first WrestleMania night is. I think, I don't know. So they have a lot of time until then. There's, like, what, like 60-something days. So, you know, the things are I mean, going to... We on the road, trust. I mean, we just got here, so... Yeah. I just remember back in the day when it would, like, start in January. And that was, like, I remember... Like, I feel like they stopped. Like, I even remember... um. 2011, I feel like that year's road to WrestleMania, WrestleMania 27, was really good. When they had, like, Michael Cole and Jerry Lawler and, like, the whole, the son came out and he was talking about, like, you know, overdosing and Triple H and The Undertaker when they premiered on the same night. Like, I that was in February, so I feel like the buildup was really good. I don't know. We'll see. We're, like you said, we're, we just got here. Um, Then we see... Drew McIntyre is doing an interview. He's sad. And, you know, like Carlos mentioned, um, they spent Christmases together. He says that Seamus is willing to throw away a 23-year-old friendship. Um, he tells Seamus that if you want the match, you've got it. Um, we've already kind of spoke about it. So uh, Elias and Jackson Riker are now taking on the team of Jeff Hardy and Carlito. And I was excited to see Carlito back teaming up with Jeff Hardy. Because I was actually at the Raw that Carlito and Jeff Hardy fought each other at in a ladder match. So it was cool to see them teaming up. Uh, Jeff and Carlito got the win after Carlito hit a backstabber to Elias. And Jeff hit the Swanton Bomb. What do you guys think? It was pretty good. I'm, I was very happy to see Carlito back. Carlito, like, Carlito. I spit in the face of people who don't want to be cool. All they need to do is bring back the apple. That's all they need to do, and I'll be and I will be cheered like hell for them. Yep, Carlos, how about you? Yeah, I'm really happy to see him back too. Hopefully, they have a more, you know. Yeah. I would like to see him in a uh, title picture match soon. Eventually, they just need. It, to... it does look like it though. I feel like they need to just get rid of Bobby Lashley as champion because I feel like, listen, guys, the powerhouse champions, they make it hard for contenders because, like, 
I'm not saying anything against Carlito. Carlito is fucking jacked and looks good. But, like, you're going to think Lashley's going to win. If you have somebody like a Ricochet or Carlito, you're not going to really know who's going to win because they're, like, kind of, like, not normal size, but they're not super built, you know? Yeah, I, I do want to see Ricochet as champion. I feel like he should have well, he to, like, a long time ago. Yeah. Like, you know, so. The thing, I, I agree with you on this. I agree with you on it. But, I mean, it also kind of... Because Carlito won a title, like the U.S. title, like years ago, back when like John Cena was U.S. champion. He like, won it yeah. on my birthday in, uh, I think it was 2005. Yeah, it was 2005 because that's when because he beat the Big Show at Mania for the title. Yeah, John Cena. Or no, I think it was like 2004 because John Cena won the U.S. You're title right. You're right. And then he lost the U.S. title to Carlito on his first. Like his first match. Yep. Uh, and then and then they built like the John Cena and JBL thing. That's just like Carlito's a former United States Championship. I think he could possibly pull it off. I mean, yeah. You know, it's gonna be John Cena, but he did. Oh yeah, no, I I agree. I think Carlito could pull it off. I just don't. Also, too, I guess it's just because I don't really like Bobby Lashley. Like, I don't know if I really want to see Carlito and Bobby Lashley. You know. No, I agree with you on that. I, I don't think I'd want to see that either. I'd rather see, like, Carlito against, like, a Ricochet or against, like, an AJ Styles or, like, somebody who's able to move around the ring and not just put submission moves and then sweat yeah. till the end. Um, okay. So then we see Edge, and he's talking about Randy Orton. He trashes him. He gets closure for his little girls tonight, and this ends tonight. We then see Alexa Bliss taking on Nikki Cross. Um, during the match, you see Edge shaking Damian Priest's hand. Um, Alexa Bliss laughs as she beats on Nikki, and she hopscots into a kick to Nikki Cross. Um, this is when things get strange. Alexa Bliss's old music plays, and she is dressed like her former self, acting like how she used to. And she's like, Nikki, it's me. What's wrong? And then Nikki Cross attacks her. Um, the funhouse music starts to play, and then I call her Fiend Bliss because that's when she's dressed up kind of like the Fiend. She's back, and she hits her own version of Sister Abigail for the win. Now, what was weird is I didn't really see a difference in it. What was different about it? She did another spin? I don't really know. But they, I will say I like the way they did that. I really loved it, but I really wish they did something with that in the Rumble instead mm -hmm. of doing it on Monday Night then they could have done this on Raw. That would have been cool. Here's what I didn't like about it, guys. This just made no sense. Why just throw them in the ring and do that? Like, that made no sense to me. I didn't like the fact. Here's the only thing I didn't like. Why was she crying last time this happened? And now she was like, hey, it's me. Like, I don't understand. I don't understand that either. That's, that's weird. Like, maybe, like, I wish they would have kept her, like, sad, because then you'd say, oh, shit, she's yeah, trapped. Yeah, that makes sense, you know? Here it is, it's just like, oh, yeah, uh, I, it's me, it's me again, you know? That's yeah. Weird. I, feel like, I feel like that was because, like, she was with somebody that she was close with. That's why she had that better mood. Ooh. I guess, true, but I thought she was supposed to be scared, like, infused and all that crap, like, where she is on all that, all that shit, you know? Yeah, because last time on Raw, she was, like, looking around and she was crying. And then she, she was facing Asuka at that time. Nikki Cross was somebody that she was actually like, really close with, so maybe she was just like trying to like convince her, you know. True, but see, I'm I'm like a weird supernatural horror freak. Like I don't watch the show Supernatural, but like, I like scary movies. And I'm telling you, the way they were playing it out is as if she was like possessed but and she's trying to I wake don't, up. I don't get why she's such a good mood when she got RKO'd last week. 
Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, it doesn't add up. They're kind of messing it up a little bit, but I also, I love this as much as I don't like the way they're exactly mm-hmm. playing. The yeah. Stuff. But besides that, I love this. Yeah, well, we're, this is the most of Raw that we're talking about, I feel like, so that just shows you. Um, before we move on to the main event, there's another moment that happens. Randy walks out to the ring. Alexa looks at him and then walks away and Orton doesn't even look at her. So um, that's where we're going to set up for the main event. But before we get there, I have some um, information to throw at you guys. So, oh, wait, one second. Hang on. I actually, okay, here we go. I just wanted to make sure we have it. So, um, in the upcoming weeks, we have some stuff coming up. So, Ladies of the Ring, Episode 2, with the Glamazon Beth Phoenix. That will be premiering Saturday, February 20th, 2021. Carlos and I are going over the career of the Glamazon. Then, NXT TakeOver Vengeance Day will be premiering on February 16th. That will be our recap video. And then we have Elimination Chamber which will drop Tuesday, February 23rd. You can also check out Ladies of the Ring Episode 1 with Trish Strass on demand, and you can check out Attitude Era and Survivor Series 1998 on demand. And we'll be back next month with Rock Bottom in Your House 1998. So check out all that stuff. Again, thank you guys for listening to us. We now have we now have 111 subscribers on YouTube. Um, again, thank you for checking us out and listening to us on your streaming platform. So now we are on to our main event, Randy Orton against Edge. This is the final battle. The main event. What we all came here for. So it was a good match. A lot was going on. I'm just going to get to the finish. Randy Orton goes to hit the RKO. But Alexa Bliss is seen sitting on the top rope. And she has some weird sort of black goo coming from her mouth. Um, and then Edge hits the spear and gets the win. I think it's supposed to be, I think what you said was like the goo that was dropping. I think I was supposed to represent blood. Ooh. See, you know what I thought of, guys, when I saw it? I kind of thought of um, Abby the Witch, because you know how she has like the, the sort of like black um, lipstick? Yeah. I kind of want to see her be more like Sister Abigail, though, guys. I, I like the way they're putting her. I do. I do. I like the way they're putting her as, like, the uh, creepy kind of thing. Yeah, I love that. I love the whole creepy. She's really good at it. There's one thing that I'm a little confused on. Why? Like, I get why they're having her go against, like, Randy Orton and everything. But, like, what was the blood representing? Like, why were they doing this for? Probably just to, um, you know, I honestly... There was nothing with blood before. Now there's somebody putting it in there. Yeah, I... Keep him out or what? I just think it was a way to scare him. I think that, you know, it's just a way to say that the Fiend's going to be coming back soon and he's coming for you. I think it was just a way to kind of just get inside his mind. Well, I hear... This is just what I hear. Yeah. Uh, is that the Fiend is actually going to come back with a new look. Like, mm. not, like, exactly different. Like, not 100% different. Like he did the first time, but like maybe like burnt or something, like more like because he was lit on fire last time we saw him. Mm. His whole body was lit on fire, so maybe it could be like burnt. Yeah, you know, be fucked up if like part of his mask, like one of his eyes showing, and there's nothing but like fucked up shit, and like 
part of the yeah. mask is like off, that would be cool. So yeah. what did you guys think of the match though? We're talking about what happened, like the ending. What did you think of the match? Uh, I thought it was I thought it was a decent match. I feel like they could have done a little better, but it was an okay match. Yeah, how about you, Carlos? Yeah, I thought it was good too, but they did definitely have better matches in the past. Yeah. 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 Really nothing special. I mean, to let you guys know, like I was a little disappointed tonight because I thought we were gonna get a little bit more after the Royal Rumble. They said that WWE was almost gonna reset and start doing more adult content after the Rumble, and I didn't really see anything adult on this show. So I don't know what is happening, but SmackDown, in my opinion, has been good. This wasn't terrible, but um, hey, better than I feel it's been better than prior weeks. Yes, I'll give you that. It has. It definitely it has been. Hanger. That's what I'm glad they didn't do. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like, oh, someone suddenly disappeared. Like, that's bullshit. I hate that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, I agree with you, man. Yeah, so it, it was it was better than most. So it wasn't terrible. It wasn't great. But that is all for our Monday Night Raw recap. Um, we will see you next week with our next Raw recap. Anyone have any last words? All right. Well, we are all set. Thank you guys for tuning in and stay safe. Thank and you guys. Yep. Thank you guys. Appreciate you guys. Yes, we appreciate you guys so and much. Remember, we are nothing without you guys. Well, that that's these guys over here. I'm something. I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, no, really. He's just trying to put us, you know, he's, he's, he's only putting himself over. Yeah, here. I'm a natural born heel, guys. Okay, well, thank you guys for listening, and we will see you soon. Bye. Bye.